I've been playing outdoors since I was a kid, standing by the front door at around two years old, hollering, side, side, trying to get my mom to let me go play outside. Now, after 30 plus years working in the outdoor business, I'm dropping insider conversations every week with brand leaders, guides, marketers, CEOs, and others that make the outdoor business a trillion dollar juggernaut that drives product innovation, revenue, and public policy for everything outdoors. I'm Rick Says. Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a little break from planning and wind our way through the different queues of Walt Disney World as we do a draft to see which queues are our favorites. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Connect with us anytime if you have questions, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, DisneyDeciphered. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can receive bonus content by signing up at Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered. Leave us a one-time donation. Or, if you're looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can support us by booking through me as your travel agent. It's no cost to you, and I can do all the hard work for you. Get started today by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Decipher. So on today's episode, we thought we'd take a little break from planning in the parks and have a little bit of fun. Now, when Christy was on with her trip report in episode 155, she was talking about how much she loved some of the queues that she's going through right now because there's no Fast Pass Plus at Disney during reopening. So Leslie and I thought it would be fun to do another little draft. What we're going to do is have a fantasy draft of the queues at Disney World that we would love to go through right now. A couple of caveats. We are assuming that we are still in the reopening phase where there is no Fast Pass Plus, so you have to go through all the queues. And we also accounted for the queues that are closed or modified right now. So for example, you know, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train queue was a lot of fun for kids to like play with all the stuff there, but you're not supposed to play with all the stuff there right now. So we left that off the list. Now what we did is we each drafted five queues and we did this draft beforehand so that we could prepare a little bit to uh, talk about things. Uh, but we did do the draft live, rest assured. We each chose five queues and we had to choose at least one queue from each park. So every single park is going to be represented in this list. I flipped a coin before we did our live draft and Leslie won. So Leslie, kick us off with the queue in Disney World that you chose. Number one. Number one should be everybody's number one. It's Peter Pan in Magic Kingdom. That queue is just so magical. They have the Tinkerbell effects where she jumps around the room. You're you're going into the Darling household in the queue and you're seeing her at different places. And then, of course, you see Peter Pan's shadow and, and your own shadow is really just a, an immersive queue. And it's one that I actually, I mean, this is what made this episode so hard just in general is joe and i really don't do regular lines we fast pass everything so there are a lot of cues i really hadn't done and i finally did it on my last trip to disney world because i was there a late night for one of the halloween parties and that was going to be my last ride so i got to sort of walk through that queue with a very short line and get to experience it but it really is one that i wouldn't mind being in for a while what about you joe if I had won the coin toss, I would have taken this first solely for the fact, I mean, it's a great queue, but it's a queue that I would never go through 
except during this reopening time when FastPass Plus doesn't exist. You know, the way Peter Pan runs is it just does not load very efficiently. And like 70 to 80% of the people who get on the ride are from the FastPass Plus line normally. So you're in that queue forever. So I would not go through that queue during normal times, which is why it was at the top of my board for this fantasy queue draft as well. But I did not get that, so I went with my number one as Flight of Passage in Animal Kingdom. Just probably my favorite queue on site. The attention to detail and the theming is so great. As you go through, you enter from the outside, but you see how human technology or, you know, if you want to say human kind of taking over of nature, but it's like a base that is, you know, half human technology and half nature of course it's pandora nature so it's not like real nature but there's like bioluminescence in there and then there is the science lab which has a full-sized navi animatronic in a stasis chamber you know there's just so many great things to see in this queue i love this queue because it's covid19 right now there's no fast fast plus you got to go through that queue and it's a great time to go through that queue because it moves faster again because you don't have to deal with the fast fast plus people i know you've been through this queue a few times as well just once. And I did it on a rope drop and of course missed so much because I was just trying to like keep pace with (laughs) the crowds, you know, like you go like racing towards it and you're a complete like mess by the time you actually get into the queue at rope drop. So I I definitely have not experienced it, I would say fully, but I mean, I will say that at least in COVID times right now, you are missing out a little bit because the pre-show is not quite the same. I'm not sure whether the pre-show qualifies as queue or attraction, but um, that's funny something. you bring that up. I forgot about the pre-show. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if I had remembered about the pre-show, I would have dropped it a little bit on my list. <laughs> well, no, no, we're about to get to my big mistake. My next, my next pick. So you oh, know, yeah, this yeah. this is what Joe and I like did this late at night over Facebook Messenger without having done any research about you know necessarily what all the the changes had been made. So this is like truly kind of like a you know close your eyes and throw a dart at the dartboard draft. All right. So let's go with your next pick, which as soon as you made it last night, I was like, Leslie definitely screwed up, but go ahead. (laughs) What was your second pick? Hey, (laughs) Hey. the Jets passed on Dan Marino. Okay. So, you know, we all make mistakes. So Uh, Leslie, what did you take? I picked Haunted Mansion because I do, I was sort of had my brain in Magic Kingdom and I was like, you know, going around, you know, the park and, and then I was like, why am I picking another attraction in the same park? That's really dumb. And why am I picking an attraction that like has been modified due to COVID? But it's because I love it. So Haunted Mansion really does have a great queue. I mean, in non-COVID times, there are those interactive features where you can touch and it plays music and there's some things that, you know, you can't touch right now. But even without that, I mean, there still is so much to see. There are the funny sayings on the tombstones. There's actually there uh, a family of tombstones right at the very beginning, the Dread family. And if you read the clues, you can solve who killed whom. There's a murder mystery that's built into that. So that's something that's really great. Of course, you're missing out on the, the full experience of the stretching room during COVID. But I am still going to make a pitch for Haunted Mansion being a great cue because it does set the scene for what you're going to experience and it does it with the usual Disney humor mixed in with weirdness and it's an imagineering feat. I mean, this cue, when I went as a kid, did not have the interactive elements. Like they didn't have that piano or organ thing or whatever you could play. But this is like the cue that stood out to me from my childhood. When I went back as an adult, I remembered 
some of the quips on the tombstones. So I totally like you do not need the interactive elements to make this cue really stand out. So I really don't think to me, your mistake was not that you chose the Haunted Mansion. It was that you chose two Magic Kingdoms in a row since, you know, you kind of uh, hurt yourself on the draft board that way. But I totally agree. Haunted Mansion is a wonderful cue, even without the interactive elements. Yes, that's right. I, w- I still would have picked it in my top five, would not have picked it as number two. <laughs> that's okay. We'll get to your real cheating later. So <laughs> we'll end with that. All right. Little tease. So uh, let me go with my second pick from Hollywood Studios. I chose Tower of Terror. Now, no interactive elements necessarily in this queue, but I don't know if there are many other attractions at Disney World that really set the scene, set the tone for the attraction that you're going to go on. Honestly, Haunted Mansion does a great job of doing that with the normal stretching room. Um, But with the stretching room kind of suspended right now at the Haunted Mansion, you know, as soon as you walk into the Hollywood hotel, you feel like something has happened there. You know, there's this sense of eeriness and creepiness, you know, there's cobwebs on the furniture and there's just so many nice little details in the hotel, both inside and out. And then you just keep going deeper and deeper into the bowels of the hotel until you end up in that boiler room to get on the elevator. You know, that whole queue from start to finish, I just love the feel of it. There's nothing like in particular that stands out, but the attention to detail and the ambiance that Disney has created with that queue, I really love it. I need to see Gardens of the Galaxy Mission Breakouts queue. You know, I know that one's really cool as well in Disneyland, but I'm really glad that Tower of Terror, the Twilight Zone version is sticking around at Disney World because, you know, that queue is a part of the ride experience that, you know, I would miss if it was gone. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that was kind of one of the early queues that really you know, you're not really sure where the queue ends and the ride begins, you know, because you have the cast member who's really playing the role as you're boarding as well. So it's a great ride. I mean, I do have to say that Guardians of the Galaxy might be even better. But that's, of course, because they had the experience of Tower of Terror to build upon in making like a really immersive queue experience and so much, so much lore that they could seize from all things Marvel to put in that queue. Yeah, I I think once you've done Guardians, you you may not rank Tower of Terror quite as highly, but like that shouldn't take away from Tower of Terror being an excellent, excellent queue in its own right. Hey, this is a Disney World show, so I would never have been able to put Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout (laughs) on there anyway. Right. All right. What do you got next? All right. So pick number three for me is over in Hollywood Studios. I picked Toy Story Midway Mania. That queue, of course, was reconfigured when Toy Story Land reopened. And the entrance is now from within Toy Story Land and has a nice colorful facade. And you go into a nice air-conditioned room. And you kind of continue that theme of Toy Story Land where you're the size of, of a toy, you know, in Andy's backyard or something like that. There's all these massive toys around you and the ceiling in that first room is actually I believe Candyland and Monopoly if I'm remembering correctly and you have all sorts of other toys that are around and then of course the the big feature piece of that queue is the talking Mr. Potato Head and and it's really just a lot of fun lot to look at I have a great video of my son when he was a toddler, he was on my husband's shoulder. We were there at, in that queue with my father, with his his grandfather. And he was just dancing on my husband's shoulders to the music. And my dad was dancing with him. And it was just a pure, like one of those moments where pure joy with multi-generations at Walt Disney World. So that, that queue has a special place, I guess, in my own personal memory. 
I love that. And yeah, a lot of these cues are like pretty dark lighting wise. Pirates of the Caribbean is a very big offender in terms of the amount of light that you have in the queue. So I think Toy Story Mania was definitely uh, one of my favorite queues and I uh, was definitely on my list as well. Next for me is an Epcot. Honestly, very slim pickings in Epcot. I went with Frozen Ever After just because I really love you go through Oaken's Tokens, that Scandinavian merchant, I guess, uh, or whatever. And there's a cool kind of display board he's kind of like hanging out in the sauna and there's a lot of fun stuff that happens there and the theming is is nice uh you know you feel like you're in arendelle but overall frozen ever after is a good cue but nothing really and blows me away i mean test track's okay soren's okay but i would take frozen ever after but epcot is just uh not not the place for cues in my opinion at least yeah, I totally agree. You stole the only Epcot choice that there really is. Um, but it is, I mean, it is a cute queue. I mean, obviously it was modified from the old attraction in Norway, uh, Maelstrom. They, they did, you know, bring in the, the Frozen theming for sure. And I, I do love the, the sauna. I mean, that's a, such a great character from the movie to have built yeah. into the queue for sure. Yeah, the other Epcot queue I was thinking about was the Finding Nemo queue, which is really well themed. But you just walk through that thing so fast. You spend like no time in it. Plus you can go to it like any time of the year. Like it doesn't have to be during Disney's reopening that you go through that queue. So that's kind of why I dropped uh, Finding Nemo. What do you got next? All right. So next for me is over at Animal Kingdom. I picked Expedition Everest. We of course know that that is one of my favorite rides, favorite thrill rides at Disney World. And I have done the regular queue but only first thing in the morning, you know, when the line is really short and you can go through it, you know, several times. So I definitely have missed some of the queue um, over the years, but it really is quite immersive. And I don't think a lot of people appreciate it. You know, if you're fast passing or you're single, single ridering it back when you could do that, <laughs> who's single ridering anymore? But the attraction really sort of immerses you in what you're about to experience. I mean, you enter and there's like an office where you're, you know, signing up for this expedition into the Himalayas and you know, you're going through like a temple and then you're going through kind of a museum of artifacts of the Yeti that's sort of laying the the groundwork for maybe this is something that is real and you're about to see this on your train ride that you're going on. So it really does set up what's going to happen in the attraction really well. And it's just very well themed. I mean, it feels you're going to see a lot of sites that make you feel like you're in Nepal or in Tibet. So, so I really love that. I really love that attraction. I'm, I'm, I'm mad that I haven't uh, fully experienced it. And, you know, during COVID times, you'll get a little bit of a longer line, maybe not a crazy long line. So you can kind of hit that right balance of getting to experience it without also having to wait in it for an hour or more. Yeah, I'm not sure if you caught Marissa's trip report, but she wrote it six times in a day. So she uh, got to check out the queue if she wanted to. But yeah, I agree. It's a great queue and it really sets up the attraction well. My next queue, probably a mistake on my part, back to Hollywood Studios, I chose Star Tours. When I chose it, I forgot that you go through the same queue, even if you fast pass it. So according to the rules of engagement, I probably should have gone with Smuggler's Run, which made it onto our honorable mentions. But I chose Star Tours, and I still really love that queue. Like you said with Tower of Terror, Leslie, it is an older queue, so it's kind of one of the first ones. But the whole premise of Star Tours, which people forget, is that like you're on a tour going into space, and you just kind of 
end up in this Star Wars adventure. And so I just remember as a kid, and yeah, there's a nostalgia factor here as well, going through this queue for the first time and seeing C-3PO sitting there and R2 working on the tour shuttle. And, you know, you feel like you're in a station getting ready for a space exploration trip. I just really love uh, what they have done with this queue. And of course, when I was a kid, you know, the first time you went through this, like you were, you felt like you were in the middle of Star Wars. So I'm not too mad that I picked Star Tours as uh, my fourth favorite queue uh, in this draft. It's still a great queue, even though it's uh, a little bit dated, a little bit showing its wear. Yeah, not a bad pick at all. It's it's one that I enjoy and uh, it's, I guess, a little bit more meaningful now that we have, you know, a whole Star Wars <laughs> land as well to add on to it. Like, it's funny, it's sort of seeing a renaissance uh, as an attraction that maybe more people are appreciating it again. So what's what's old is new again. Yeah, and for the attraction itself, it's great that they update the actual ride itself with different show scenes uh, from the newer movies. I'm going to go next since your last pick is cheating. So my last pick was from the magic kingdom journey of the little mermaid. It's just a great cue. You know, it really, you know, feels like you're going through a grotto. You see shipwrecks. I just, for some reason, my youngest wanted to watch the little mermaid. I didn't even know if she knew the little mermaid was a thing, but she asked me if she wanted to watch the little mermaid. So we watched it together and I was watching the point of view perspective of this queue and comparing it to the movie, which I just watched this week. And they really kind of nail the feeling of the movie. They nail the feeling that you're actually like underwater and in the summer, you know, so much of this queue is indoors and it is so cool in there temperature wise. So it's a really a great queue to go through out of all the ones at magic kingdom. That's kind of the one that stood out to me. So let's go with your final pick for a queue, Leslie cheater. <laughs> you bless this cheating Joe. Let's be honest. So, Hey, Hey, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta play it up for, for the listeners. All right. All right. All right. So, you know, the, the, the pickings were really slim and Epcot once I like missed my chance to grab frozen ever after. So I said, well, you know, when we were picking, I was like, what if Ratatouille opens in the next 24, 48 hours? And then I can pick that because surely, surely that queue is going to be better than anything else in Epcot right now. So uh, unfortunately, Ratatouille, at least as of the time we're recording, has not opened. Maybe it will by the time this airs. <laughs> Here's to hoping. But I have a feeling that's going to be a great queue. I mean, to set up the the attraction and, you know, any of these newer rides at Disney World, they are building the queue in ways that are you know deep in the story and that are more interactive i mean that is now the new the new normal that imagineering has set for itself in any new attraction i mean you see that at galaxy's edge with uh smugglers run and rise of the resistance so i have high hopes for ratatouille i hope it's going to redeem me in this fantasy draft (sighs) amazing amazing the rules that you will not break (laughs) <laughs> for these things but uh yeah I, I think i think ratatouille will be good and definitely would have made our lists if it had opened uh, pretty much by default now a couple of honorable mentions mickey and minnie's runaway railway we put it on the honorable mention because we hadn't been on it although you know ratatouille so um wah wah but mickey and minnie's runaway railway we hear that it's a great cue so that definitely deserves an honorable mention and then of course dumbo's interactive playground definitely worthy of an honorable mention but it's closed right now so you know we didn't feel right including it on the list at the moment all right so those are the cues we chose for our best cues during 
Disney's reopening draft. We'd be curious what are cues that you like. Let us know, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Leslie, do you have a cue-related Disney do or don't for us? All right, Joe. So the Disney do that I have is that folks should be looking while they are in these queues for hidden Mickeys. They are, of course, all over the parks, but are also in the queues sometimes. And uh, a special shout out to one of our Disney Deciphered supporters, Scott M., who says that the best hidden Mickey that he has ever seen appears in Journey of the Little Mermaid in the queue there. And it only appears when the sun shines through the rock formations in the queue on Mickey's birthday. Oh my gosh. Feels a little Lord of the Ringsy, but uh, I'm going to take Scott's word for it. You know, I trust him. So definitely check out for the hidden Mickeys in the queues. You know, they're all over the place. And really just pay attention to the details in the queues. You can play like an I Spy game with your kids. You know, there's lots of things to do in the queues. That's one of the great things about Disney World theming. There's just so much to see. All right, so those are our cues. Like we said, let us know if you have any cues that you feel like you know we majorly slighted. I'm sure someone has a cue they love in Epcot that they feel like we dissed all the cues in Epcot and we need to repent of that. So apologies, but let us know what those are. Thank you so much for listening to our cue episode. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you standing outside the hedges of Ratatouille waiting to get in there to see that cue so you can finally get credit that you actually saw the cue that you picked last because you're cheating. Thanks, Joe. Longest ending ever. <laughs> Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.